Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. This morning, our scripture and our sermon is based on the speech from Dr. King on the dimensions of life, the dimensions of a complete life. And I'm unabashedly plagiarizing, you know, the whole sermon. If you found something good in it, it was probably Dr. King's. And if you found something kind of wacky, it was probably mine. So just pretend like he wrote all of it and then I'll feel much better. But he, his, his way of looking at scripture and seeing what was beneath the scripture, especially from the book of Revelations. I mean, who can understand Revelations? Uh, you know, it's kind of fun. I like the fact that there are going to be streets of sapphires, because I like sapphires, and so I think that would be very pretty. But, you know, what we have to do with the book of Revelations is take the, the beautiful imagery and go underneath it to find out what they were really writing about. And Dr. King, in his, his essay, was talking about, he talked about Jerusalem. He talked about in the 21st chapter of Revelation, the new heaven and the new earth. Now, this is the one that's usually read at funerals to give us uh, an inkling, a vision of what's going to be happening, of what God has promised us. And so let me read this to you from the 21st chapter of Revelations. Now this is John talking that he has been taken up and given visions of this this new city. And then he says, and then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And then I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See! The home, God is among the mortals. He will dwell with them, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be there with them, and he will wipe away every tear from the eyes, and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And then I would like to drop down to the 15th verse of this 21st chapter because it really it goes on to explain the concept of this new city and how it will be built on the way people will be built. And it says, The angel who talked to me had a measuring rod 
of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its widths, and he measured the city with his rod 1,500 miles, its length and width and height are equal. Its length and width and height are equal. The completeness. Let us pray. Gracious God, come to us this morning and and let us learn what this beautiful message is all about and how we can, can measure our lives and we can pledge our lives and we can live our lives in this complete way right now. In Christ's name, amen. You know, John is saying something so significant at this time. He is saying, do you want to live a complete life? Do you want to live a complete life? If you do, this is how we do. Because what John is saying, that life as it should be and life at its best is the life that is complete on all sides. The length, the breadth, and the height. Now, the length of this is not talking about longevity. You know, we usually think about length of how long are you going to live. But this is how well do you live. In this part of it, it's learning what does God have in store for you? What did God make you for? Because you see, every person here, God made for a reason for this time in history. And I love that we used to say at St. James, God don't make no junk. And that's true. You are not junk. You were made for a reason. Now, part of this life, this length of life, is learning what this reason is and doing it the very best you can do it. You know, this is kind of a selfish part of, of this trinity because it's Developing yourself, learning what you need to learn, doing what you need to do to live the best life possible. Learning what you need to do. Some say it's kind of selfish. This is kind of a selfish part of the triangle. But you know, if you don't do what you are supposed to do and learn about yourself, how can you treat others fairly. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot do others rightly unless you have developed yourself fitly. The length of life. But don't, we don't stop here. Because if we stop here with this, I've seen some of the most selfish people in the world that don't believe anybody else even, even admits, even lives. Now, have you met people like that? I can think of a few politicians like that, but, but we won't name them. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> so we go to the breadth of life. Now, the breadth of life 
is the other person. Love your neighbor, love your neighbor. You know, there was a man that said to Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered in the story. And I know we all know the story of the Good Samaritan, but let me refresh you for it. For some, you know, there was a man that went along the road to Damascus and he was beaten and robbed. And then he was pushed to the side of the road, all bloodied and everything. And then we have the priest that walks by and the Levite that walks by. All of them ignored him, walked by him until the Good Samaritan came. Well, Dr. King talks about this in a different way. He says, first of all, we keep thinking the the Levite and the priest were going to some classical church thing, and they had to remain clean. And so they walked on the other side because they just didn't want to be bothered. But he said, let's look at this a different way. He says, you know, this road to Damascus was a dangerous road. I mean, the man walking by himself was, was beaten and bloodied. He says, I think they were afraid. If I stopped and helped this person, would I not be beaten up? The priest, if I stopped and helped this person, would I not be beaten up? What will happen to me? What will happen to me? But then the good Samaritan came. And first of all, we know that he had a good economic thing because he helped pay to help the man. But he stopped and he said, if I do not stop and help this man, what will happen to him? Not what will happen to me, but what will happen to him? So we have the length of life, the learning about yourself, the preparing yourself. And then we have the breadth. When we think about the other person, which is so important in this triangle. And then we have the third dimension, the height of God. Reaching up to be with God. You know, in our modern world, it's so easy to forget God. It's not like we go and we say, well, bye, God. I won't see you anymore. Excuse me, I'm too busy. We don't do that. We just kind of ease away. It's nothing dramatic, nothing big. We just kind of ease away into the busyness of life. Until it comes to the point that we are dust and ashes, and feel like we have no future. The things that matter most in life are usually the things that are invisible. You know, the invisible works only when it is shown in the visible. Okay, you all can see this leaf. Can you see the leaf? Okay. Could you see the wind that blew that? Could you see the wind that blew that? Most of things that are of importance you can't see. You can only see them 
when they enact on something else. You know, we look around this beautiful sanctuary. In fact, I can remember sitting right down there with my grandparents uh, sitting behind me, thumping me on the head to uh, tell me to be quiet. <laughs> but I can see you know, these beautiful stained glass windows and all of this, and we think we are seeing everything. But can you see the mind of the architect that developed this? Can you see the love of the people that put their money in to build this beautiful sanctuary? Can you see it? No. God is not gone. God is here. In fact, the more we learn about science and the universe, the more the mysteries, the more I think we learn about God. The more we think there's just one more thing to learn, one more thing to learn, one more thing to learn. God's not gone. Sometimes we go. But God is never gone. The visions that God set down for for John to bring us, to envision our world in a different way, to envision our world in the completeness of the length, the breadth, and the height, to live a life that is not only worthy to live, but is lived with goodness and joy. There's a friend of mine, Jim Brooks, told me about a time when it was his grandfather. So this was back in the time when cars were just starting out. And you had Sunday afternoon drives. Now, how many people went on a Sunday afternoon drive with their grandparents? Uh-huh. That's what you did on Sunday afternoons. Now, the young ones probably don't know this, but the older ones like this. We know this. I mean, this was a big thing. Well, Jim said that his granddaddy, some people came by to his house, and uh, they were so glad to see him. It was kind of, uh, it was almost dusk. And so they sent little Jimmy over to get his daddy, who was over at the farm across the way. Well, if, if he went around the road, it would take a long time. So he had to go through this little mini forest thing to get there. Do you remember when you were a child about dusk, when you saw the waving wheat and you thought they were going to be hands that came out and grabbed you? What about the leaves? I mean, the trees where the, the limbs were going to just come down and they were going to, going to grab you. And the bushes, the bushes, the huge bushes were getting bigger and bigger the closer you got to them. So they were just going to gobble you up. Well, Jim got through the gobbles and the duh and all of that and got to his daddy. But when he came back, he was holding his father's hand. So the bushes, they were bushes. The trees, they were just trees. And the waving wheat, oh, wasn't that beautiful? And didn't it smell good? When we hold our father's hand, we can go through life and its completeness and its fullness for joy, for the joy of life. 
for we are here in the name of the one that brought us that joy in Christ's name. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship or giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.